All right, starting in three, two, one. back it's us what's up guys your hosts jimmy and elvis your commissioners um how how, how are you feeling about week uh, week eight jimmy i feel like we should have thrown week eight out um i'm not too happy with my performance i think i spoke too much about my team last week um and i ended up losing so uh not a great week for me sounds like sounds like just some really bad luck for you because i had a great week i uh on all three teams i won again and I won by at least twenty in each, on each team. So, so now here comes my bad luck. I'm jinxing myself. Now. <laughs> That's so. actually pretty impressive, though, because you know it's it's the bye weeks, uh, and you're actually getting these dubs. So, yeah, I'm just I guess I'm just getting lucky. Um, so before we start, um, I think we should remind everybody in our league about the trade deadline reminder. Yes. Um, because the NFL finished. Uh, they got to their trade deadline. On the second, yeah, which was, was yesterday. A... Yeah, nothing crazy happened last minute. Um, but so since theirs has come across, ours is coming up next week. Uh, the tenth is when our deadline is. So make sure you guys get your trades in uh, if you guys need to make any roster moves before the uh, deadline. Yeah, because that's your last chance until uh, the season is over, and then once uh, the season's over, that's when we can start trading and stuff like that again. Yep, um, and. In lieu of that, we have uh, prepared a, a, a trade-heavy podcast for you guys so we uh, can uh, maybe get some ideas flowing for you guys in terms of uh, how to get trades done and who to trade for. Yeah, actually, uh, I made a trade this past week, and uh, I put a trade out there, but I, I'm still not hearing back from uh, the owner. So Yeah, I have a lot of trades in mind, but I haven't proposed them yet. <laughs> I, I was actually waiting to do this podcast first, and I'll, and I'll get them out there. Sounds um, good. But yeah, speaking of um, week eight, we we put out a uh, a win condition for somebody to, to to guest host with us this week. Um, let's say hi to uh, to our league mate Christina. Hello everyone, thank you for having me. How are you feeling? Are you excited? Nervous? I'm I'm nervous about the podcast, but I'm very sad. The last twenty four hours. Oh yeah, a lot of, a lot of bad news for your team, isn't that right? It's been like that for like weeks, but this is actually it, very sad. It's been a rough season for you. Yeah. All right. With that out of the way, Jimmy, do you want to preview the episodes for us? <laughs> yes, I got it. Okay, so uh, we have four segments this week. Um, pretty heavy on the on the, the docket this week. But uh, So the first segment we got is uh, Stars and Scrubs. And then we got Keep Trade Cut. Some previous pre- uh, segments that we had before. We got Grade This Trade. And we got a fun little Week 9 salary capped uh, draft, I would say. Wait, hold on, Jimmy. That was four segments? We have four segments this week? I know. We're loaded this week. Bonus. Yep. We're going to try and keep it to an hour still, though. So um, Speed run. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep each segment a little lighter, but uh, we'll get, try to get more in. So uh, let's just get right into it. Segment, our first segment, Stars and Scrubs. We're, just, we're only going to have one, one player for each category here. One star, one scrub each. Um, Jimmy, who's your, who's your Stars and Scrubs this week? Stars and Scrub. So before I get into my star... Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what year are we in? Because if you look, if you look this week, the first, like the top three, uh, fantasy finish on the week for all positions, 
the number one is Josh Allen, and then we have two Jets following that. Jets had a crazy week. Yeah, it was very uh, surprising, tri- trick or treat like. Yeah, what what year are we on? They're always wearing costumes. Like this is this is, they're not themselves this week. Then we also have Jimmy G as number four, uh, which is which is pretty bizarre to me. But um, so this, the second guy was Mike White, and then we have Michael Carter. So two of the same guys on the same team, mm-hmm. um, and Michael Carter is actually my star uh, for this week. And I think I think they kind of complemented each other this past week. So you know he he kind of helped Mike White with his stats, and Mike White kind of helped him with his stats. Um, but Michael Carter. I was watching some tape on him this this past week. They have like a whole, you know, highlights video for him. He's he's pretty good. He he's like an elusive back. He's only five eight. Um, uh, he he shed a lot of tackles this week, but he he's he's been he's been looking good. And I want I wanted to like ask you guys what you think about him. Do you think he's gonna be that guy in New York or? I I personally think that he is gonna be that guy. Um, he was somebody who wasn't really talked about much going before the season just because the Jets are just a gross team and like pe- like people have mentioned his name but don't really talk about him much just like just somebody to look out for and I think that now that we're getting to that halfway point we're past the halfway point of the season um rookies are start- gonna start looking better from here on out they're, they're gonna start figuring out how to- how the NFL works and how their teams work and so um Michael Carter was a good is a good trade for target if anything and uh, he's young so in dynasty he's he's gonna have value I think um I think Mike White will definitely be a huge factor for um, Mr. Carter. It seems like he likes to look at him when he passes. Mm-hmm. Or but, so, do you think Mike White, Mike White is going to continue play, playing quarterback though, or being the starting quarterback? I think so because I know they got Joe Flacco, but yeah, I, I think they're going to use him. Up until he does bad. I honestly don't see why not because they beat the Bengals this week, who who was the number one seed in the AFC like uh, as of last week. Uh, it was a thirty-four to thirty-one, and you know he he did great. Mike White did great, and and Michael Carter wasn't just you know running the ball the whole time. He was catching it. You know, as I said, I was watching film. He was he was really good at catching the ball too. Um, and I don't know if the Bengals just became a soft defense this week, but they couldn't really. Stop him. Stop Michael Carter. Yep. Or Mike White, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I know. The Bengals was supposed to be winning that matchup on paper. It, it was in favor for them to win, but... Every team's in favor of winning against the Jets, right? <laughs> right. But especially now they don't have their um, number one QB, so... Yeah. Mike um, um, Mike White might actually be one of those uh, QB for, like, kind of like the Justin Herbert of last year. We don't know that yet, but um, he was he was looking pretty good. And um, it's just a little. I'm a little sad and it because I spent a quarter of my fab on on Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thinking that he was going to be the starter, so um, that's a lot of my money down the drain if Joe Flacco doesn't start. Yeah, I mean, he he might if Mike White doesn't really do you know well this this week this yeah. upcoming week. Um, right. But I got to give kudos to Steven for actually starting Michael Carter. Yeah, I think he started him because he didn't have anybody else to start. <laughs> yeah. So he was kind of. Uh, in a tight spot there. Yeah, because it my, works out sometimes. In my other league, I, I dodged that bullet. You know, he, Michael Carter sat on the bench, so. Yeah, sad. Um, oh, so let's eat that bullet. We can move on. Uh, let's see what Chris's star is. Oh. Or who Chris's star is. My star is actually someone on my team, which is Brandon Cooks. He, to me, 
caught six of six, um, had a touchdown, and he's the most reliable player for the Texans. Yeah, absolutely. So I think he's a great wide receiver, and I feel like if he wasn't on the Texans, he would be a better wide receiver elsewhere. He, he would definitely, he's reliable. I, I, I trust him, and he's the only one that <laughs> I'm actually happy to have on my team. Yeah. Every 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 bad team has like good players, and he's definitely like the stand like the, the the one on that team. Yeah, I think I think he actually played angry this week because uh, of that trade. Uh, Mark Ingram going yeah. to going back to the Saints. Uh, Brandon Cooks wasn't really happy about that, uh, and he let it. He let people know too. He posted it, you know, on social media, letting people know that he wasn't. He wasn't. He was. He didn't agree with that trade. Um, Brandon Cooks, who was also he started his career in the uh, on the Saints. Uh, he probably wanted the same thing. He wanted to go to the Saints, but you know they're trying to build around Brandon Cooks. It looks like so he, they kept him. Yep. All right. Um, if we have nothing else to say about Brandon Cooks, I'm gonna go with my star. Um, my star this week is actually a tight end, and he's a name that's hasn't been talked about much. It's been mentioned here and there, but Pat Fryermuth, a rookie tight end for the uh, for the Steelers. Um, I mean, he had he. On, in half PPR, he scored about 12 and a half points this week, which isn't like too crazy, but he was still, uh, I want to say like third on the week or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. I can check for you. Um, but, um, he's been, he's been very present in the Steelers offense. The, the Steelers offense isn't, has been great this season t- to begin with, but like he's, he's been a pretty good tight end. And so he's my star for this week. He, he, he has, a. Targeted seven times and caught four of them for for forty four yards, and um, played more than three quarters of the snaps. And he oh he actually caught a touchdown this week too. So that's what that's what really saved his week. But um, I think he's somebody to look out for in the future. Yeah, he he finished second, uh, second on the yeah. week behind T.J. Hawkinson, uh, and it looks like the the Pittsburgh Steelers did be, they beat the the Browns this week too. Um, they only scored fifteen points, you know, which is which is like mediocre, but um, I'm surprised to see that he's the fire move is actually getting volume because of, you know, Najee Harris being on the team and, and they still have Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Um, they don't really, I don't, I don't know if they really look to their tight end to be the first option or second option at all. So I'm surprised to see him getting volume. Yeah, I do expect, I did expect them, uh, Pat to have some, some volume because in the past they've looked to eat Eric Ebron and their other tight ends, but they don't. They usually don't like feature their tight end. So um, to see Pat, Pat put up numbers like this, it's it's a good sign. But still, still not like not quite like tight end one area yet. He's probably tight end two. I would consider him. Yeah, I would I would start him with confidence though moving forward. If he's if he's uh, actually getting looks from Big Ben, then uh, you know I, I wouldn't have no problem starting him. Yeah. All right, so that's uh that's our three out of three stars, right? Now let's get to the uh, our, our our poopy scrubs. So I, I don't really want to talk about my scrub because he's on my team, um, and he hasn't really lived up to his to his you know his name and his the amount that I paid for him. Uh, my scrub is Kyler Murray. I hate to call him that, but that's how he's been playing. Um, I know, like for the past couple weeks, he hasn't been as healthy as he. Uh, you know, was in the beginning of this the season, um, but you know he, I I would like expect him to get you know twenty points, twenty twenty five points around that that uh, marker. But last week he got me ten points. 
it was just an awful game for him. Um, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck. I don't know what to do with him. He's 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 currently dealing with an ankle injury as well. Um, so I'm probably not gonna have to. I'm not. I'm probably gonna have to leave him on my bench uh, until he gets healthy, or trade him away. Maybe get some value. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I spent you, I spent a whole seventy bucks on him. The thing is that you can't. Uh, I know you spent a lot on him, but we're so far from the draft now that like some some of these values are like unrealistic to what they are now. Is uh, some, something to uh, to think about when you're trading? Because um, some players you drafted high might not definitely not be the worth what you what you drafted them for. Because certainly there are players who are drafted very low are worth much more. Like we have a lot of one dollar drafted players who are you know top twelve players. So um, something to think about. I think with him too, like DeAndre Hopkins being, you know, in and out of the game, uh, it, it really affects him. You know, DeAndre Hopkins can make any QB look good. And I feel like that's what he's been doing with, with Kyler. Um, but, you know, him dealing with an injury, not being 100%, it's, it's kind of like Kyler can't, he doesn't really have a reliable uh, pass catcher out there um, other than Hopkins. So I, I see them both struggling without each other. Um, so hopefully, you know, they can both can get healthy. They can get back on the same page and, 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 you know, be productive for fantasy again. Yeah. Uh, Hopkins definitely draws away a lot of the defense and opens up the passing game for Kyler. Cause as you, as you saw, like without, without Hopkins, they ran the touch, the ball into the end zone, like more than you would have liked. Cause I remember, uh, we were kind of, um, watching and you were you weren't very happy every time they ran it in yeah that is frustrating just to you know because he has he has legs too i mean he can run it in himself and he tried a couple of times but it was unsuccessful um but i, I guess the, for them it's it's their purpose is to win their game they don't care about our fantasy teams yeah so i mean but they ended up losing the green bay anyways Do so the yeah that was that was a uh, that was a crazy ending to a game yeah that was it was, it was very much a panic play. But let's uh, let's move on to our, our, our next scrub. Chris, who you get? I have Jared Goff. And why do you have Jared Goff? Um, it seems like he's each week he's getting worse. Um, he had no touchdowns last week. He caught 25 out of his 34 passes. I mean, he catches. He, he threw. He comp- completed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was doing some research, and it seems like Every fourth down that they had and that they are trying to get a completion, he just throws the balls the ball away, which, from what reporters and like experts says, you know what is there to lose? Like, you know, you're down, just throw the ball. If you get intercepted, whatever, just don't throw it out. Don't throw it away. Mm-hmm. And their record is zero eight. So yeah, it's sad. I keep I keep. Uh picking upsets for the Lions because I, I think one of these days they're going to get it they're going to get a win but I, and I keep guessing wrong because they keep letting me down but they lost really bad this past week yeah they was, to the Eagles of all people I know 44 to 6 yeah, yeah I know it, it, was, it was bad awful yeah I mean and that, that was there was like a trickle effect to you know because DeAndre Hopkins or De, DeAndre Swift I'm sorry uh, he, he didn't do well either he had like four points for me yeah you know, so like in Jamal Williams, was he, he was a healthy scratch, I believe, or I don't know what Jamal Williams was dealing with, but DeAndre Swift had, you know, all, all the, you know, all the playing time and he didn't, he didn't produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Jared Goff's numbers right now and in, on the season, on eight weeks, he, they haven't had their bye week. It's this, their bye week is this week. Uh, on the season, they have, um, 
Jared Goff has three, five, seven, uh, eight touchdowns over eight games. Basically, a touchdown a game, and he's only gone over 300 yards once. So that kind of says a lot. Yeah, I look to, and it looks like his first game was his best game. Yeah. And it hasn't been, you know, it's been a rocky road for him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just getting worse. Yeah. All right. I don't think we have much else to say about about, uh, Jared Gross. I got golf. (laughs) I'm hoping he gets better for for the purpose of, you know, DeAndre Swift. And yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And my, my stinker this week is somebody who typically isn't a stinker. Uh, I have Justin Jefferson out here with uh, a grand total of 3.1 points in half PPR. Um, he did, they just did not look his way th- this week. Um, he, he was ta- only targeted four times when typically he gets um, eight plus targets, uh, uh, probably averaging probably around like 10, 11 targets usually. But he only got four this week and he only caught two of them for 21 yards, which is uh, very disappointing for any J- Justin Jefferson players, uh, managers. Yeah, I, I know he got banged up during the game, but he did come back. Um, I feel like I feel like for fantasy owners, they should kind of expect these type of games where you know he's going to have some you know it's going to be a down game for him because uh, you know it's going to be a Thielen game, it's going to be a Conklin game, or or it can be like Dalvin a, a Dalvin Cook, yeah. um, Madison, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I do I do agree. I feel like if I had Justin Jefferson on my team, I would I would definitely be disappointed. Um, but would you look to move him? Oh, absolutely not. I think that this is something you have to expect uh, from, from a, any wide receiver because wide receiver is such a, uh, in terms of their consistency, they're the most volatile position in terms of consistency. Um, you know, every wide receiver has bad weeks. There's there's never been a wide receiver who has a good week every single week. So okay. I think this is, um, this is in his, I guess, in his range of outcomes. I don't think this is where his actual floor is, though. I feel like his, his actual floor is much higher, which is why his... Uh, his performance this week was so disappointing. So his schedule being being for the next three weeks is at Baltimore, Oof. at Los Angeles Chargers, Oof. and at Green Bay at home. Uh, can you start him with confidence, or what do you plan to do here? I feel like I would start him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not start him because because he's so explosive. Like when he goes off, he he, he uh, definitely helps your team a lot. And um, even when he doesn't, like I was saying, I, I don't feel like his floor is three points. I feel like that's like a, a false bottom. And um, I feel like typically, even if he has a bad week, he's going to get to like eight, nine points, which is enough to keep your team afloat. So I think I feel like this is a a, a trick week for, for him, but it's still bad nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, you always have to start your studs anyways. Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah, there's really no pivot options. Other, you know, I can't really see me starting anyone else. If you know, if I had Justin Jefferson on my team, I, I wouldn't start anyone else over him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, is there any other players that you guys want to mention from this past week? Uh, I don't really have one. I, 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 like it was a bizarre week because the two Jets being top three for me. I, I don't know what to think about week eight. Yeah. Huge shout out to Cooper Rush for yep. winning the Cowboys game. Yeah, that was surprising. I I actually changed my pick, uh, my my team pick. I actually had. Uh, Cowboys winning at first, but then I heard that Dak was out, so I switched my pick to the, oh. to to Minnesota, and uh, it, it was a close game. So I I, I still I, I'm fine with it the uh, the L there, but um, you know it's just surprising that mm-hmm. Cooper Rush did so well with the. He looked really good. I don't think he had an 
any interceptions, right? I could be wrong. But I don't think he did. He, he yeah, he he did look pretty good. Um but, you know, even without Dak, they still have a a loaded offense. They have Zeke, they still have CD and and Amari Cooper. You know, Cooper catching that that touchdown at the end um of the game to to win it all. Um so they're still pretty good there. Yeah, absolutely. Um I actually, I really, I, I, I'm a little biased because I have Pittman, but Pittman was great this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching highlights and I, I forgot that he had caught that one pass, like a long pass with like five defenders around him. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. He's uh, definitely a, a good dynasty prospect. A good, good dynasty. Uh, Pick up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with that, let's move on to our, uh, our, our next segment. Keep trade cut. Nice. Um, Chris, why don't you kick us off this time? Sure. So my options for you for keep trade cut would be Robbie Robbie Anderson, Brandon Ayuk, and Allen Robinson. The reason why I picked those three is because that they were expected before the season started. We're supposed to be, you know, wide receivers one or two. They're, they're supposed to be good. Yeah, they've been. They've all been. They're all stinky names right now. Yeah, they're stinky the, now, but like, but they they have they, they all have name value. Well, I, especially like Allen Robinson, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Ayuk. He's still young, but um, you know, he did okay last season, and uh, you know, you, you expect a lot from them. So, um, I think. Hmm. Do you have any idea what you would do, with Jimmy? Um. No, it's kind of tough. Uh, I have an idea, but like, I was looking at. I was looking at the, at the age. You know, of these guys, Robbie Anderson is actually pretty old. I, th- I thought he was a bit younger. He's 28. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goose egged this past week. Yeah, he did. He, he only did, received he only, one target. One target. That's it. That's right. It, was uh, Sam Darnold playing? Sam Darnold During was playing, but he was playing poorly again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw news that uh, PJ Walker uh, is starting. Do you mm-hmm. remember that name? Yeah, I remember he was in the XFL for yeah. a little bit. And he's, he's he was up, actually pretty good oh, for yeah. the XFL. Yeah, and I, I picked up PJ Walker this past week on the waivers. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, um, but yeah, I'm just looking at their names to see, you know, what their dynasty value would be. Um, so I want to uh, frame this in it real quick. Give us a little frame of reference. Uh, are we talking about keep trade cut in a dynasty set- setting? Or team. Or the actual team. Oh, yeah, like uh, is, we're talking about dynasty, right? Not just like a regular yeah. redraft. Yeah, I would so say for dynasty. For dynasty, keep trade cut. I would um, I would keep Brendan and Ayuk. I would trade... Allen Robinson and I would cut Robbie Anderson. Uh, the reason being is that Brandon Ayuk, uh, I feel like he's in the doghouse. He's it's not that he's not good, just that he hasn't been used. Allen Robinson, he I think he, I think that aside from this season, he's great. We we all know the name Allen Robinson and we know that he's him to be a good player. It's just that um, the Bears have been gross this year, and so I think he has the most trade value just from his name alone. And for Dynasty, like, you're going to hope for a better season for him next season if, um, if I guess, if luck goes that way. And then Robbie Anderson, uh, like you said, he's he's the oldest of the three. And um, even, I don't I've, I don't think Robbie Anderson has ever had a ceiling as high as either of these two players. So I don't think that he's uh, that explosive of a player. He's, he can, he can be good from week to week, but I don't think he's... Um, I think he caught one touchdown this his, season. Yeah. I don't know about... Well, Allen Robinson hasn't caught any. And I don't think Brandon has either, but that's just this season. I'm, uh, for, for in terms of like long term value, I think he has the least value, Robbie Anderson. 
Yeah, I think it really depends on what my team is going for this season. Uh, I mean, we don't we don't have to get into the technicalities, but if you know if someone's contending this year um, or next year, they might want to keep Allen Robinson. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, for like, let, let me make the case. So for me, I would keep Allen Robinson, uh, trade Brandon Ayuk, and cut Robbie Anderson. Um, Allen Robinson has a proven track record. You know, he's a Pro Bowler. Um, he 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 proves that he can you know be that guy. But I don't know. If he could be that guy in Chicago, so he's he's on the franchise. He's playing on the franchise tag this season, and if they choose to trade him somewhere else this uh, upcoming season, the next season, then he can he can show that he, you know he could be that the number one guy for an, another team. Um, Brandon Ayuk, you know, you, I don't know how long are we gonna wait until he, you know he he becomes something for San Fran, um, and then R- Robbie Anderson, he's old. Um, it doesn't look like he can produce anymore. He has Sam Darnold, who was. You know, they, the the Panthers traded for him um, to be the, the QB there, and there's no production. So uh, that's how I would look at it. I mean, if I was contending this year, I would definitely want Allen Robinson on my team or or next year. Um, just just look just yeah. look into the future that way. Oh, so for me, same thing as Jimmy, I would keep Allen Robinson, trade Brandon Ayuk, and cut Robbie Anderson. Allen Robinson, um, Justin Fields was put in the position of being starter quarterback. So it's technically his first year. So he's still trying to get acclimated. Um, so I'm depending if he'll still be here next year, he might um, be targeting Allen Robinson. They just need to build that connection. So I have faith that Allen Robinson might be better to keep. Trading Brandon Ayuk. Um, I guess you can trade him low and try to get some someone else. I just don't think he's he's not bad. He's just not being targeted. Um, and Robbie Anderson, he's just again like you guys said, his age. He's just he can't catch all the targets that he's being presented. He's just a poopy head. <laughs> I think with Brandon Ayuk too, he's being he he's young. And, you know, if uh, you can hold on to him until he does have a decent game and then sell him off then, um, because right now there's no there's no value there in, in trades for, for Brandon Ayuk. No one's really looking for a young, unproductive wide receiver, you know. So if if he does have a, a, a game down the stretch where, you know, he, he does go off, then that's that's where I would sell him. Um I mean, barring you know the the trade deadline, because you know you <laughs> <Right>. can only <laughs> so maybe like at the end of the season you can kind of sell him that way, where he's you know he's still young, he can still prove himself. Um, but yeah, that, I see that's how I see it with Brandon Ayuk. Honestly, I, I like your guys' take because I have Allen Robinson, and so you know I am holding on to him. Um, so you know I I totally agree with you guys there, but I I think that if we are to make this decision right this very moment, Allen Robinson has the most value. That's why I would trade him. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I actually was looking at, you know, trying to get Allen Robinson from you mm-hmm. because of because of the trade deadline. I wasn't sure if they were going to move him before the deadline. So if, you know, if he, he went on an actual team that, you know, knows how to use him, maybe you can get some value or, you know, productivity, productivity out of him. Yep. All right. I think we've talked that one out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I have three players that are injured. Oh, actually, actually, actually. Jimmy, why don't you go first? Because one of these names is no longer relevant. <laughs> the, the hospital bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I can go first. Uh, so I have I have a couple of studs. So I have I have three studs. 
Um, so we have Stefan Diggs from the Buffalo Bills, Derrick Henry from the Tennessee Titans, and DeAndre Swift from the Detroit Lions. So at first glance, I know this might be an easy decision, but I want to hear from you guys first before I jump in. So I would trade Derrick Henry. Um, I would keep DeAndre Swift and cut Stefan Diggs. I would keep, did I say keep? No, yeah. I said trade. You Derrick said you would keep DeAndre Swift. Okay, so I would trade Derrick Henry. Um, even though he's injured, I could get something because I don't know what his likelihood of coming back fully healthy. It's very unclear of the future with him, so I'm not taking that risk. DeAndre Swift, um, he is looking really good besides last week, but... I think he's a really good young rookie that potentially could be extremely dangerous in the league. And Stefan Diggs, um, I don't really know him in terms of stats, but you don't hear much from him, so I'm going to cut him for that reason. Just to clarify, DeAndre Swift is on his second year. He's not uh, a rookie. I think he was like 23 when I looked. He's young. He's 22. But, 22. Yeah, it's his second year. But is this his first year as um, number one? Uh, I don't think so. He, he, I think he was with Adrian Peterson. Uh, he was playing with Adrian Peterson on the Lions Behind last him? year, I believe. Yeah. Adrian, Pisa, Adrian Peterson was a starter, and DeAndre Swift, I think, was just backing him up. You know, he's getting acclimated to the, the season so or the, uh, the NFL. So. All right. Um, <clears throat> Stefan Diggs, Derek Henry, and DeAndre Swift. Um, in terms of uh, a dynasty league, uh, this is really tough because um, they're all stars. They're all really great players, and it's hard to. It's the hardest part is cutting one. Mm. Um, obviously, they're not names that you would ever cut in any real life scenario. So that's why it's really hard. Um, I think that I would, um, I would trade Derek Henry for sure because he's injured. He's out for the rest of the season, and. Um, he, uh, it also really depends on where your team is at. Like, do you need players now, or or do you uh, are you going to be okay through the rest of the season, um, or is your team already like a team that's playing for next year, right? Um, and if, if you're in the category where you're you have a a backup running back that's just as good as not just as good, nobody's just as good as Henry, but um, who can fill in uh, Henry's place. Then I would I would trade Henry and see what, what other players I can get maybe even uh, younger running backs, um, so I would keep the Andre Swift, trade Derrick Henry, and um, I guess I would drop Stephon Diggs. He hasn't been as hot as he was last year. Um, is that is that does that agree with what you just said? Yeah, yeah. So it seems like that that's the consensus. Um, I mean, originally I had Stephon Diggs, Derrick Henry, and Jerry Judy. Um, so I'll have you guys, you know you know, uh, weigh in on that again. But before I do that, so obviously DeAndre Swift is, is the easy pick, I guess, because he's young, um, he's healthy. Um, but how, how would you sell Derrick Henry? So Derrick Henry is, he's 28. Um, he's, he's hurt. He, he has a foot injury. He's out for the season. He's going to, or he's not out for the season yet. Um, he's supposed to be out for six to six to 10 weeks. So if they do make it to the playoffs, he'll, he'll be in when, you know, when that time comes, but He's 28. He's going to be coming back from a foot injury. And I, I did some research where, you know, I, I wanted to see the age cliff for running backs. So 20, 
like from tw- I think from twenty two or twenty three to twenty eight is where they kind of peak, and then the decline starts at twenty nine. Yep. So that's that's right. So how would you sell Derrick Henry to you know people you know if you're looking for some value from him? I would say look at his papers, his stats, his team. Um, his team definitely plays a huge part of his um, stats. Um, but I mean, you're right with the age and his injury, but I'm sure people will sell high on Derrick Henry because of his stats. Yeah, Derrick Henry, I don't think you really have to convince anybody. Um, maybe in a dynasty league, somebody, um, you might have to a little bit, but I don't think anybody is really, um, I know that 28 is the number, but it's also the average. It doesn't mean that 28 is when you fall off. The, the, the tough thing is that you just don't want to get caught with the bag when he does fall off, right? Um, so maybe partner him up in a trade with somebody else that, that, um, that you don't really care for. Um, package him up with somebody like, um, I don't know, um, Damian Harris, somebody that you don't, like, that you can't really trust. Um, and that'll sweeten up the package or even, even include some fab. Fab is a great way, it, like, uh, for, for players that have a lot of fab left over, um, and you don't, if you don't see yourself needing it, fab is a great way to incentivize a trade. Yeah. So I, I like your point. So, um, so if I do change DeAndre Swift to Jerry Judy, does, you know, does it change it a little bit for you guys or, or is it just still the same? Jerry Judy is, let me check his age, but he's. On, he's a, a sophomore wide receiver uh, coming off of an injury, um, and he looks like he could be the number one guy there, uh, yeah. along with Cortland Sutton. Um, I think that does change my outlook a little bit, because I would rather have Stephon Diggs than Jerry Judy. I agree. So, I, I don't think he's proven to be kept yet. Yeah, so I would switch the places of Jerry Judy and Stephon Diggs. Like, I would cut Jeff, Jerry Judy and keep Stephon Diggs. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to see if there was a, if that made a difference. Yeah, I think it's a it's a positional thing because uh, these guys are have played different positions, so I think we look at them a little differently when, yeah. we, when we think about trades. Running backs are definitely more valuable yeah. in in a dynasty league. Yep, in any league, really, I think. Yeah, because you know the with receivers, they're 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 in there. For, usually, it's they play for a long time. You know, they're long term type of like a positional um, thing, but. Yeah, I just wanted to see if, if that changed your mind or anything like that. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, I, I, my line was a little bit different before, but uh, we got some news about Michael Thomas, who was out for the season. So his, uh, his, his line is not really relevant anymore. Um, originally, I had George Kittle, David Montgomery, and uh, Michael Thomas, but the news broke yesterday that he's not playing. So it's now George Kittle, David Montgomery, and Cam Akers, three IR players. Um, Two of which are returning. One is not uh, this for this season. Uh, what would you guys do? Um, so I think for me, I would probably keep David Montgomery, trade George Kittle, and cut Cam Cam Akers. Um, just because I think Dave, with David Montgomery, he's he's it wasn't a serious injury, and it, he's he's supposed to be coming back soon. So before he got injured, he was really productive. Uh, he was, he was putting up numbers, you know, he, he, he seemed to be that guy in Chicago. Um, and then George Kittle, he's very injury prone. Um, I, I feel like every season he can't stay out there for the entire 16 games or whatever. Um, 
So I would trade him and, you know, I would advertise him as being, you know, the top three tight end, <laughs> tight ends. Um, and then Cam Akers, he suffered a torn Achilles. Uh, and those type of injuries are really hard for running backs to recover from. Uh, so I don't really have that much confidence in him. It's actually concerning um, for, for me as, a, as an owner. So I, that's why I would cut him. Any thoughts, Chris? Uh, exactly the same. Um, Cam Akers, uh, he is young, but with that injury, I don't know. But Daryl Henderson is looking amazing. He is producing numbers. Um, David Montgomery. Did I say David Montgomery? You said Daryl Henderson. Yeah. No, she's talking about t- uh, in terms of the Ram oh, running oh, sorry, back. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. So there, I think. Eventually, they're going to see that and maybe not value Akers as much as Henderson. I would keep David Montgomery. Um, I don't know his time frame of coming back, but looking at his stats this year, he's making an impact. And I would trade Kittle um, just because his name already has a reputation and I can get some value from that. Yeah, I... Pretty much agree with you guys. I think it would have been harder if Michael Thomas was in here in place of Kim Akers. Yeah. But uh, that's that, obviously not the situation anymore. And I agree. Kim Akers, um, he's he's young. He hasn't like been like a, a superstar running back yet. So he has the least value of the three. And uh, like Chris was saying, um, I I do feel like he's going to have to compete for his position when he comes back with that with a reco- like a repaired AC, uh, Achilles. So that's that's going to be tough for him. Uh, he's not he's not a lock uh, a locked in running back. Um, David Montgomery is a, a locked in running back. Uh, he, he was producing even when the, the Bears as a team wasn't producing. Um, and George Kittle, I think he has the most value, but I think for this season, he hasn't been, even uh, before his injury, even before his injury, he he hasn't been the, the tight end that like uh, people were excited about. Um, he's, as a, as a tight end, top three, uh, who's typically top three, George Kittle has not been producing those numbers that you would want, and then he got injured, so that he's he's been really hurting your team, yeah. and that's somebody you kind of want to trade away. And he's um he's been in the league for a little while too, so maybe it's time to look for a, a younger tight end. Mm-hmm. It's um, kind of weird. 49ers with Brandon Ayuk and Kittle, they're not producing the numbers that we would expect. We would think they will be the most targeted, etc. But yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so I think we're all in agreement for that one. Yeah, I mean, there's really no way to really, I, I, there's no way I can really pinpoint what's going on with the Niners and not utilizing Brandon Ayuk, and, and you know, because Debo is doing fantastic. You know, he's 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 top five receiver, I think this this season. Um, and then if I mean, if you put Michael Thomas into this conversation, it would definitely be tougher because I would have to consider trading either him or, or George Kittle, because I'm, I'm not going to get rid of David Montgomery. He's him being a young uh, asset to your team and, you know, running backs being valuable, as we said. Um, I think, you know, it, it would make it tougher in that case. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's he's not coming back this, this season, so he yeah. would be an ob- obvious cut. There's, there's no, no, no discussion <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, if there's a dynasty outlook for him, then... 
there's there's probably some value there if you want yeah. to trade him and absolutely but he's yeah. already i believe he's already 20 28 this yeah, year yeah and he's getting yeah. his surgery he's, that's potentially a year and a half yeah he already had a surgery and he, had, he might need a follow-up surgery right. is what it so is it could be potentially a year and a half to two years yeah um we don't know what his outlook is gonna be yeah i think that is just reckless it, for what i don't know if it, it was if this was this, like the saints fault or if it no, was no i think Michael it's Thomas. his choice yeah, the, I think the Saints wanted him to get that surgery, but he's been pushing it. Yeah, so. just really reckless. And I mean, with Jameis Winston out for the season, torn ACL, Rip. there's no point for him to come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, let's move on. Segment three. Yes, yep. Sir. Let's grade this trade. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. This is a new segment for us. Um, it's the hardest one. Too. Yeah, this is. Yeah, it, it really is pretty hard to uh, to think of. Um, I I came up with this because, like I said, I was saying earlier, this is a very trade focused podcast today because of the trade deadline coming up, and we know that um, trading is the lifeblood of dynasty leagues because the waiver wire is, is much thinner, so trading is a must in dynasty leagues. Um, and so we're going to what we're going to do in this segment is um, we're all going to pretend to be under, uh, another team's manager. And then we're going to talk about who we would target in that in a trade for that team, and then who we would trade for that target. Um, you guys started first in the last two segments, so I'll start first this time. Um, I'm going to pretend to be Team Blackpink. That's L's team, um, and I feel that uh, he can improve his running backs a little bit. He has uh, Joe Mixon and. Henderson, he has... Yeah, he has quite a few. I mean, he, um, he has quite a few options because, you know, his team is uh, kind of stacked. Um, oh, Eckler. Eckler is, is his RB1, who is a, a good RB1. Uh, Joe Mixon is is, some, is the person who he has second. Uh, he also has Henderson in his flex. Um, and I feel like his... RB2 and 3 are um, they're okay. They're, they're, they're good running backs, but they're not... Um, I would I would rather have two RB ones than an RB one and an RB two RB two, right? So well, that's very fortunate to have that option. Yeah, some of us, some of us are a little more lucky than others. <laughs> Why do you guys think he's seven and one? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I would target I would actually target um Ezekiel Elliott, uh, in this trade. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott is a great running back. The thing is that he's um he's has certain games where it's the the Cowboys throw more than they run. So he's gonna have games where it's not, um, not as good of a game as that you would want. But um, I think that with the Cowboys' schedule, especially for playoffs, the Cowboys are playing. The Cowboys are playing uh, in the last three games of their season, which is playoffs: Washington, and then Arizona, and then Philadelphia. Which are um, aside from Arizona, the other two games are games that he can definitely re- like really produce in. Um, and so, uh, it it's a good uh, playoff target for 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 Black Team Black Pink, and I would offer I would actually give up uh, Daryl Henderson and Mixon um, for Ezekiel Elliott and maybe throw in some Fab for incentive. Um, he up, up until today he hasn't used his Fab. Uh, he ruined it by using his Fab today because I was gonna say that he hasn't used it. Um, and th- what better way to use your Fab if you're not gonna use it than to use it in a trade? Right, um, so I would I was basically Henderson and Mixon plus sixty five for Ezekiel Elliott. 
Um, and I would even consider throwing in like a, a future draft pick instead of Fab. Um, because mm-hmm. the team that Ezekiel Elliott is on currently is uh, one of the lower ranked teams and they're going to look to build a future rather than build for the season. Um, so I think a, a draft pick might be even more enticing than, than Fab for the season. What do you guys think? What do you guys, uh, we should grade this, just letter grade, I guess, and then we can t- talk about A to A through D or F. You can, you can give it, I think you can get a failing grade, but it's really hard, really, really hard to get a, fa- a failing grade. You have to really try to get a failing grade. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would give this trade. So if it, if it was a future draft pick, then I would give this trade a, I would say like a B plus, mm-hmm. you know, around there. Um, because, you know, like you said, a future draft pick is definitely more enticing than fab dollars. Um, especially if, if, He's not using any fab. Well, I mean, he's not using any fab, so it's it's good to sell, you know, other players on it. I guess the question is, what what future draft pick? First, second, third? I guess that dep- um, determines too. With Henderson and Mixon, I would I would only I would probably only go for a second or third, probably a second. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, if, I would try to push for a third. If I'm, like, I would try to push to if you're really away desperate for that trade. But if you're really desperate for that trade, I would give away, I would be willing to give away a second. Yeah, I mean. If it was a first, then I would give this trade an A. An a yeah, know? well, the trade's definitely going to happen with a first. Yeah, but I don't, um, I don't, I don't like that for team for team Black Pink. If if he were to offer that, yeah, because that just feels like too much on one side. Yeah, and I've, I've said in previous you know uh, episodes that two for one is always good. I mean, this this is going to be like a two and a half, maybe even three for one here. Um, so you know, if Zeke, if Zeke does become that guy, and he you know. Barring any injuries, if you're a contending team like Blackpink, then this is what you look, you're looking for. You know, you're looking for a solid running back one, uh, high end two. You know, to back to back up or to to uh, complement Austin Eckler. You know, if he, if he can pull this off, then I don't see how he he can lose in the playoffs. It it would be tough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's exactly why I have him targeted for Blackpink. Yeah, the, but the only issue is. You know, if you do make if you if this trade is successful and Zeke goes down with an injury, then you're giving up a lot. But yeah, you're giving up. You know, because you're you can have Henderson and Mixon still. Where you, if someone one of them gets hurt, you can easily you know just the other. fill in with one either either one. You know what I mean? Right. I I I feel like I was. I'm trying to think. Remember, I feel like um, he does have the depth for it um, with um, AJ Dillon and. Um, uh, David Johnson, McKissick is—he's—I mean, he could be playable, but I don't—I don't see him as 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 trustworthy as AJ Dillon's been getting a lot of a lot of production. So yeah. I think if anything happens, yeah. But I mean, in comparison to Henderson and Mixon, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not in the same tier. No, definitely not. So there is risk to this trade. Uh, but if Zeke, that you know, if he doesn't get injured and he continues to produce, right. you know, he has a healthy Dak. He, he didn't have that all of last season. And he had fumbling issues, which he seemed to have corrected. So, you know, if if all goes well, then this is a good trade. Yeah, it's a it's a high risk, high reward type of trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I additionally, if possible, if if I were to make this trade, I think I would I would also go after Pollard, because I feel like especially for playoff season, you definitely want to have your hand, your, your handcuff. Yeah, yeah definitely agree. Because mm-hmm. a, a two for two is always better. Mm-hmm. You know, getting the getting the. Uh, 
So, but, but I, be like, I, be, I think that Pollard is on a different team. Yeah, so, you'd so have in to this go. case, you would have to do a three-way trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I would definitely, like, I think Blackpink has, we, we all know that he has a very strong team, but I would consolidate all that strength into my, my starting positions if yeah. I could. And then getting some youth as well, you know, with the picks, then that'd be solid for him. Yep. All righty. Uh, who wants to go next? Um, I would like to add a note before we... Yeah, yeah go ahead. I'm, think, I'm looking at Lund's team. I feel like he doesn't need a running back. No, he doesn't. But he. But, could. but yeah, he could improve. But because like, if you look at his team, where would you improve it? His his team is so strong everywhere. Right. But so you you. But that can go into my part, my turn. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna pretend to be Lun. Okay. So I'm gonna try to target a QB because eventually Tom Brady. He's 44. He's not gonna play. He's the goat. He's gonna play forever. No, he's not gonna play forever. <laughs> he's not gonna play. I'm going to give or take more than two years. So, Lund needs a QB. I mean, I don't know about the future draft picks of the potential QBs lined up, but I would trade for a QB. And who I'm going to target is Justin Fields. He's young. Um, Unfortunately, he was put in a position where he had to play, but I think by next year, he's going to be decent. I wouldn't say outstanding, but over the years, I think he's going to be a really good QB with a really good team. And I'm going to offer Mixon, Marquise Brown, and a second round pick for that trade. Okay. And disclosure, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's, a, it's a trade that can, I can definitely see happening. Um. What do you? What do you? Do you have any initial thoughts, Jimmy? Yeah, I need this feedback. So, I feel like you're giving up a lot for a rookie quarterback that really hasn't proven himself. He hasn't, because I mean, despite the, I mean, like regarding the last game, he did pretty well, but before that, he he was just looking awful and right. giving up Mixon and Marquise Brown in a second is a lot to what if I said Justin Herbert instead Justin Herbert would be um, it would definitely change the dynamic I agree would that be a better offer with Mixon and Marquise Brown in the second pick I think that it, he, he, I think it's somebody he would it's better ta- for him to target somebody like Justin Herbert but I think um, the the offering for Herbert might be you might need to offer a little more okay so I was in between Fields or Herbert because mm-hmm. those are one of the two young QBs and looking at both teams, if let's just say Trin's team, she would le- she ideally would need a nice running back and a decent wide receiver. Yeah. So let's just cross that out and put Herbert instead of Fields. Okay. So, I, so I find it really interesting that you guys are pretending to be Blackpink because, like you said, it's really tough for to, for us to find what he really needs at the moment because his team is so stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe we're suggesting him to trade his good key players to us. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so like the fact that you know he's he's going out to look for a quarterback, he can easily do that in the rookie draft because because Tom Brady will be playing, let's say another two years, he can find a quarterback in the draft, and you know just have him develop while Tom Brady's still playing. So it's tough it's tough for me to to kind of to put my myself in Blackpink's shoes because unless unless someone's really coming for my players 
there's no need for me to really make a move. Yep, absolutely. But um, I think it's easiest. Not, I wouldn't say the easiest, but he has the most leverage. Like if he wants to make a trade happen, he can make it happen because he has that. That he has a lot of disposable, yeah. disposable income. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's disposable income. Like he has a lot of players that he's not playing. That's just on his bench, and that's what I was talking about when I say what I'm saying. Like, um, to give it a pause. Hello. Hi, Rona. So yeah, we had a little interruption. But uh, and I kind of lost my train of thought. But I remember, <laughs> I remember that I was talking about how much leverage Lung's team has, and um, you're 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 right when you're saying that he doesn't, he really doesn't need to go out and make a trade because his team is already has all the pieces it needs. But if he was looking, to, if I think the area that he's actually weakest is probably in his future, um, he he can definitely win this year, and um, if he wants to look even further ahead, um, I it would be probably be in the future and. I, I kind of wish I remember what I was talking about because I feel like I had a, a good point, but I don't remember it now. So yeah. maybe we'll come back. Maybe it'll come back to yeah. me. I mean, that's the perfect word to describe his team is leverage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we we could, got it. Yeah. We can close out on that. Uh, I, so for my team, I'm pretend. I mean, the guests and the hosts are really, you know, one with, with Blackpink, I guess. Give me your money. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretending to be Henry's team. And I think his team name is Derek Rolled Myself. Derek Rolled Myself. Derek Rolled Myself. And he really did this season. Rolled his blood. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it's actually unfortunate. Um, so, I mean, with Derek Henry out for the season and James Robinson with an, you know, with an injury, I wanted to target a running back for him. So I'm looking at Saquon Barkley. Uh <laughs> Not great news for him today either because he's he has been placed on the, the COVID list. So he's out for this week. And then he has a bye week upcoming. But he should be healthy after that. You know, getting all that rest oh, after yeah. that sprained mm-hmm. ankle. Um, he should come back and be Saquon again. Um, and who I'm, who I'm offering or what I'm offering, um, I'm offering two picks. A first rounder and a second rounder. I but- accept, Henry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So Saquon is on. I'll throw Henry Ruggs in there for you too. <laughs> Saquon is on Chris's team, who you know is a, a rebuilding team. It looks like uh, bottom of, <laughs> bottom of the food chain, looking looking to I'll take uh, anything. Donations, to, Venmo. Yeah, I mean this this kind of situa- situation happens to to somebody every season. Where, yeah, not within twenty four hours. No, I mean. <laughs> It's 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 been really rough for you, I know. But like, I mean, I mean, like every season, there's gonna be yeah. like somebody who's yep. in last place, exactly, and somebody who's hurting. And Saquon is one of the players, one probably one of the reasons why you're hurting. Um, and so, like, trading him away might be like a best interest uh, for the, for the future of your team. Yeah, and it's a, he's a perfect buy low right now because you know Saquon has been injured every single season. He hasn't, you know, ever since that ACL. His ACL, we don't know about his knee coming into the season. It didn't seem like he was ready, so he was on a pitch count. Um, and then he he rolls his ankle on a an accidental, you know, Cowboys player, and he's out for a couple weeks. He he was on IR, if I'm if I'm correct. Yes. Um, and now now he he's dealing with COVID. You know, it just it just doesn't end with Saquon. But I feel like once he, get that he, he gets back, um, he should he should be back. Yeah, I feel like it. You know. Saquon is a value, valuable asset in Dynasty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't listen to Jimmy. Buy high. He's amazing. His stats are great. 
I'll give you someone for free <laughs> along with those picks, please. Yeah, but I'm saying buy low and you're getting a first and second rounder. So imagine imagine if he was <laughs> imagine he was the Saquon he was meant to be. Oh my god, I would ask for <laughs> He's not he's not he's not on the market. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. since the deadline is coming up, I'm very desperate for those picks. My mm. team is up for offer if anyone is interested. Yeah, you'll have some offers coming your way, I'm sure. Ooh. Just I, I just typically okay. First of all, let's let, let's grade this trade, and then we'll go back to oh, the yeah. last trade too because we never graded it. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So for this trade that that Jimmy for for Henry's uh, for Henry's team targeting Saquon, uh, offering a first a. and second, you, you're op, you're giving an A. Yes. I I'd give it like a A minus, A minus B plus range because uh, especially because of the context of the situation that you're talking about mm-hmm. where uh, Chris's team is re- is in pretty much full rebuild at this point. Uh, I, I, it's hard to say with her right here, but like she's probably not gonna make it to playoffs, but she still has Imagine. a chance. She still has a chance to contend for um, the future years and maybe even like the first 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 round pick, the first first round pick. She has to win a toilet bowl to get to earn that, right? Um, the first first. Yeah, yes. I mean, for Saquon, we all know Saquon's really good, and um, and when he's back, he's gonna be somebody who can possibly win you the playoffs. And so I would probably probably even try to swap out that second round pick for maybe a player so that you can try to get first in the toilet bowl. Um, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of ways you can go about this for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, um, I I definitely like the picks um, more than another player depending on the age and yeah where he th- is. Th- there's a lot to think about too i think i think i think we should put this out there too that um the general rule of thumb for round uh, the value of each round pick um is basically like um so w- we want to know like for um each round right every round that we that passes in the in the rookie draft um you're less likely to get a player that's going to be good in the nfl Right, and the percentage that that happens in the first round that a player is good, then you draft them is about seventy five percent, and that drops to fifty percent in the second round, and then like twenty five percent in the third round. Yeah. So typically, you know, obviously that's why a first round pick is better than a second round pick, and that's it's something that's I think important to know that like um, it's a fifty fifty shot when you get to the second round. Um, where, whereas set first round pick in a rookie draft, you're more very likely to get uh, a player it's like that's going to the gonna, real NFL. Yeah. Like people are willing to get their picks. Yeah. For whoever it is, yeah. Yeah. Uh let's go back real quick to uh, the Justin Herbert uh for L's team. Uh what would you what would you uh grade that Jimmy? Be honest. So it being it being Justin Herbert now, this kind of changes my thoughts on it. Um I mean, if he has Justin Herbert, he's winning this this year. There's no I, f- I feel like there's no question really because I think that's what he wants. Because with Tom Brady and Justin Herbert as your starting quarterback, then you know he's he's he, like sh- head and shoulder over everybody else. He's I, already that like got the head over everybody else. And then yeah, he just gets um, that much better with Justin Herbert. I mean, I, I really like he, the trade. He's not even playing uh, Marquise Brown right now, so that's yeah. that's like that's no yeah, that's nothing off his that's nothing off his, off his uh, list. And um, if I, if I'm if I'm the Justin Herbert owner, I would try to get a first round pick out of that. Yeah, absolutely. But if I was to grade this trade by itself, I would, I would say an A. You would give it an A. Yeah, yeah. Um, I w- I think I would give it like same same range like A A minus. Um, I feel like when we look at L's team 
we know that he's a strong team and we might not want to make that trade with him just because we don't make, want to make him stronger. Yeah. So he might have to offer up that first. Yeah. So that's, that's why I think if it's a first, it would be def- for sure A. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if he's already that, you know. Good. Yeah, we don't really <laughs> want to make it any better because we're trying to contend too, you know. Yeah, but you want his, his, um, his weapons. Yeah. Because he has the value. Yeah. All right, let's, um, let's move on to our... Uh, our Last and final segment for this episode. Huh. That's, that's not the sound I'm putting on there. But, <laughs> but uh, that's the... Uh, I guess perfect. That's okay. the, Short and sweet. That's the, that's the new sound for the uh, this week nine salary cap starts. Uh, we put together a little draft uh, where we all the players are assigned a value and we just stay under budget. Um, let's just, why don't we just go through and list our entire team? And um, how much money you have left over? Mm. Our budget for this this draft is uh, thirty five thousand um, dollars, wow. which is uh, this is basically all. I'm getting the, all these numbers from FanDuel. So if you ever want to do DFS, this is this is what, what you do on FanDuel. Ah. Um, so um, yeah, why don't we get into it? Um, let's go back to the top with Jimmy. Read us your team. All right, so I have well. At quarterback, <laughs> I, I think I have to change this because of the news yeah. that came out. Yeah, you're right. Maybe we should come back to you. I'll go yeah, first yeah. then. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to take a risk using Mike White. I didn't see him on the option, but yeah, he's capped at six thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, Henderson for my running back for eight thousand. Um, Jamar Jamal Chase seven thousand nine hundred. Um, Kyle Pitts. 6600 and my flex is Devontae Parker. Sure, and you have $300 of salary left over. Yes. Do I need to explain my reasoning? Or- if you would like to. like Why Why do you think this team is going to win you the week? I think what I can explain is for my QB and my flex, I think Mike White is such a risk that I'm willing to take because he was already a risk coming in, being backup, and he performed... Well, even though he had like two interceptions, but three touchdowns, passing touchdowns. Um, and I think he's playing... Second. He's playing in Indy tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, that's right. On Thursday game. There you go. Um, and then Devontae Parker, I think with Tua and him, I think it's going to be an explosive game with Parker being targeted. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll go next. I have my team. My team is uh, Davis Mills, Josh Jacobs, Cooper Cup, Tyler Conklin, and Miles Gaskins. Um, my I have two hundred dollars left over. My most expensive player is Cooper Cup, and my cheapest player is uh, t- t- uh, Tyler Con- Ooh, Tyler yeah. Conklin. Yeah. Um, the reason I picked all these players is because of their their value per dollar based on their salary in this um, in this draft. Um, all these players are pretty much playing against at positions um, against teams that aren't good at that position. For, so, for example, I picked Davis Mills. He's not. I don't. We don't see him as a great quarterback. But against Miami, he might do something really good um, because Miami has given up the third most fantasy points to any Q, to to all the QBs that he's played so far um, with a twenty-two point fantasy point average. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he's playing against the New York Giants, and they give up the seventh most points to running backs. Cooper Cup against Houston, I think this one's a little tough because um, they might end up just running the ball if they destroy the Texans. But t- the, but Tennessee gives up the most points to wide receivers. Um, Tyler Conklin, 
He's playing against Baltimore, and Baltimore gives up third most points to tight ends. And Gaskins, um, he's play, he, he he's playing against Houston, who um, who gives up the fifth most points to running backs. So I think that these are all values for their for their for their price, and that um, in that there a lot of them are cheaper players, so that I can ha- have Cooper Cup. But um, since they're cheaper, they don't have to earn as many points to make to to earn their wage. Mm. Sounds good. It looks like you have Miles Gaskins in there, and it should be his boom week this week. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> we were talking last week actually, where uh, he's been pretty much an every other week player, and this is yep. his on week. Yep. And against, like I was saying, against Miami, um, I mean, sorry, against he's on Miami against Houston, they've given up the fifth most points to running backs. We're flexing both and Miami th- players. Yeah, I was looking at Devontae Parker too, actually. So. But um, I feel like a running back is much safer, mm-hmm. and. Um, I mean, Houston in the past three games against Indiana, Arizona, and Rams, um, they've given up the fifth most against uh, running backs in, in, at Indiana, eleventh uh, most uh, Arizona, and fourth most Rams. So they've been uh, Houston's been really bad lately against running back. Yeah. So speaking of safe, uh, that's what my team is. My my team is really safe. Uh, so originally I had Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback, but he has been put on the COVID list. So I quickly swapped him out for Dak Prescott. Um, I have uh, Najee Harris, Robert Woods, Hunter Henry, and Jerry Judy. So I picked basically all the reliable guys, uh, guys that have you know volume. They 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 produce uh, every week. They're getting the looks from their you know their respective quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, I mean I don't really have much to say about these guys other than Boring. them being super. Super reliable, um, safe. Yeah, safe. No, they're all they're all still good plays. I Should like, we put money on the line to make it interesting? Hey, we can we can definitely bet something. We, yeah. I don't think I don't think we've bet anything in our last no. couple of drafts. No. So what would you like to do, Chris? You're the you're you're suggesting. Hmm. I think we should get some money. We can do money. I'm down with money. Ten five That's how we zero. Started. We started with money. Everyone yeah. put in five. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay. All right, five bucks on the line. Winner, winner take all or what? Yeah, let's do that. Winner takes all. Winner takes all. Damn, I should have bet last week. We should have done this we, last week. <laughs> or last, last week. How do we do a three-way shake? We just pound? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So that was, our, that was a quick segment because um, I think we're pretty close to our hour, hour anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, though, of course, we have our, our blanks of the week. Uh, let's start from the top, Jimmy, since you skipped last one. All right. So... I have a safe uh, pick for my blank of the week. It's the best two and five team this week or of the week. And it goes to Steven because he, (laughs) out of the three two and five teams, he's the only one that won. So uh, good job, Steven. And uh, I'm sorry to the other two. Ryan, you're really close. But yeah, good job, Steven. My blank of the week is the goose eggs of the week. And that goes to me because I had two sitting in my lineup, and that is Emmanuel Sanders and Allie Cox with zero 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 zero. You heard that, Jimmy? She's got a pair of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, my award is the uh, the snooze button award of the week. Uh, I didn't put it in the dock because it's uh, it's going to somebody here, and it's for uh, it's for Jimmy. Um, I had a feeling. <laughs> I mean, you were talking about it already uh, when you were GGing 
uh, Lung, who you're playing this week, last week, um, and your players really didn't show up. You were projected They're... almost 150, and I was really excited for your matchup. <laughs> you know, it's like two two great teams going up against each I other with, with the potential to beat Lung, which we're always happy about. It was the match of the week, in my opinion. Yeah, but for sure. That and then was it was just like his players literally just slept in. <laughs> they snooze. They, 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 they hit the snooze button, and they all did it. Um, so so. You, you know, like how one of our league mates, you know, Trin, Trin, she would usually say, like, "I'd rather get blown out than have the game close." Yeah, I know how she. I know how that feeling is now, because like when you're get when you're getting blown out like that, you don't, don't really care as much yeah. anymore, and it's not really you, you're not really into it as much. So it hurts less. So that was me this week. Yeah, fair. Well, that's me every week. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it for this podcast. Before we go, um, we, is there an incentive this week for Hahas or? Oh no, no, it's just it's just me and Jimmy next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then we'll we'll pick up somebody else next week. We've been going every other week. Oh, um, yeah, which which I like. Is yeah. that enough weeks for everyone? for for everybody? If um if L and Tuyen and Steven want to hop on this. But if not, then we'll just have we'll figure it out afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't intending it to be that way at first, but it just worked out that way, and we decided to keep it. Yeah, I like it. Um, but yeah, before we go, there's something I want you guys to know about. Um, on Anchor FM, our distributor um, for the podcast, they actually have the option where you guys can ask voice questions for us on the podcast. So if you guys have like start set questions, keep trade cut questions, or any kind of questions at all. Uh, and, and you guys will want to be heard on the podcast. I, I ask you guys to go to our our website on Anchor FM dot or it might be the Commissioncast. I don't know. Ask me again later. <laughs> um, but you guys can go on there and you guys can uh, send in a voice question, and we'll feature you on the podcast and we'll answer your question. Should we do like if they ask questions on Discord? Should we pick those up too? Or yeah, absolutely. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that also means that. Um, We'll, we'll say if you if we do do that we'll we're gonna say like we'll get to this question later on the podcast yeah that way uh we're not saying it and then repeating it on the podcast yep yeah yeah that sounds good so yeah it's another, another way to take part in the podcast if you'd like to uh have your voice heard Ooh. and one more final thing the trade deadline november 10th november 10th that's your last chance so get it in before the uh before you have to wait till the end of the season yep all right that's it signing off Signing off. Sayonara. Thank you, Chris, for uh, joining us this for this podcast. Yeah, was it as scary as you thought it'd be? It was terrifying. <laughs> but thank you for having me. But did you have fun? I did, especially after two shots and a beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. Drink ha- responsibly. Whatever gets you there. Yeah, it helps you loosen up. And yeah. uh, it, it, it's, it's hard when you know you're being recorded and people are going to listen to it. Yeah, self-conscious of my voice. And I can hear myself, too. Yeah, but you sound fine. Like, I think you sound fine. Well, thanks. So, um, that's like fine with a capital F. So, um, <laughs> you can probably go into ASMR if you wanted to. But, uh, okay, I think we're going to end there yeah. before we get weird. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.